Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. On this broadcast, Shaladio teaches God's Word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Listen and be blessed. Hi there, uh, this is Pastor Shaladio. Uh, you're welcome to prayer and fasting day number 33 day number 33 we're going to continue with our discussion on the master's view on prayer and fasting and with this we're looking at you know various aspects of his life that had to do with either his prayer life or his abstaining or you know like his any time that he abstained from food or made references uh, to food so we can learn a few things from what Jesus' view was on fasting and prayer. One thing uh, I noticed in the scriptures that uh, was that apart from Matthew chapter 6 where he talked about our conduct you know, during a time of fasting and then also Matthew chapter 4 and Luke chapter 4 describing you know his encounter with satan after he had gone through 40 days of fasting not too much was actually said about his practice of fasting and prayer and he did not appear to have make made um, many public statements um, about how to fast and pray and um, so it means that we have to like search through the scriptures to see various references that or things that he said you know at times where he had to pull himself off to pray or times where he abstained from food and um, it um, things were said along those lines so those are the subtle hints that we're looking for in the scriptures just to find out what his attitude and um, his uh, disposition was towards prayer towards fasting and towards abstaining from food so um, we started our journey days one to five by looking at uh, by learning that prophetic utterances and scriptural promises require a fight of faith you don't just sit down and watch them happen then your personal call to prayer and fasting days six to ten now what sort of things do we feel when god is calling us into a life of into a season of prayer and fasting then days 11 to 15 praying in tongues if you are uh, battling with any addiction or any you know oppressive habit any habit that holds you in bondage make sure you seek for the baptism of the Holy Spirit this will help you a lot as you pray in tongues the Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries and the Bible also says that when you pray in an unknown tongue you edify yourself you build yourself up you charge yourself up and Jude 20 says that but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the Holy Ghost uh, one of the one of the ways in which you can overcome weakness against temptations is by praying in tongues, praying extensively in tongues and building up yourself on your most holy faith. Then we looked at the God appointed fast in days 16 to 20. We looked at the word factor in days 21 to 25. It is very important that anytime you're fasting and praying, you must be on the word. The word factor is the most important factor. If you don't have the word during prayer and fasting, you are only on a diet. 
you're not fasting then we looked at bible examples of fasting days step 26 to 30 and then we're on the master's view of prayer and fasting now we're going to look at another aspect uh, or another thing that jesus said that impacted food intake uh vis-a-vis uh, spiritual food intake as well now this was john chapter 4 it's a very long story this was when he met the woman at the sam at the samarian woman at the well and john chapter 4 verses 6 to 8 now jacob's well was there jesus therefore being wearied with his journey sat thus on the well so and it was about the sixth hour the sixth hour should be about uh, around 12 noon and it was at 12 noon while he was sitting at this well that he ran into the Samarian woman who came to draw water and jesus said unto her give me to drink and verse 8 says that for his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat so we see here that definitely he was hungry and definitely he was tired and then he asked for water and then the bible says that his disciples had gone away to buy meat so it meant that they had gone to buy the food that he was going to eat and then from verses 9 to verse to 30 the conversation and the encounter went on with a woman of samaria and then verse 31 the bible now says in the meanwhile his disciples prayed him that they requested him saying master eat so they were aware that he had not eaten all day while they had gone to look for meat to buy but he said unto them i have meat to eat that ye know not of so the guys were like hey wait a minute he sent us to buy meat we brought the meat we're now telling him to eat the meat and then he says i have meat to eat that you know not of so therefore said the disciples one to another as any man brought him out to eat so it, they were asking themselves that maybe in their absence when they are taking so much time to go and get this food maybe someone else had brought him some food to eat and jesus said unto them my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work so we see here that he, he made it clear to them that while there was an absence of physical meat there was a presence of spiritual meat and he explained what that spiritual meat was the spiritual meat was to do the will of god that sent him and to finish his work so we see here that what sustained him in the absence of physical meat was his hunger and his quest for the will of god and to do the will of god so we see here that a time of prayer and fasting is when we should be seeking the will of god and to finish the work of him that sent us so we see here that physical meat was absent but he had another kind of hunger and that hunger was a spiritual hunger a spiritual hunger to discover the will of god for his life and to implement and execute the will of god for his life so we see that 
that was what jesus was on about so you see it's very important again so you see again here that in the absence of physical meat there was spiritual nourishment going on there were things going on in his spirit there was nourishment going on in his spirit to a point where it, even though his body was hungry but he was no longer ruled by the forces of his body but he was being ruled now by the forces of his spirit that had a hunger to know the will of god and to finish the will of god that sent him so it is very crucial very crucial that during times of prayer and fasting we are seeking to know the will of god we must seek to know the will of god and we must seek to do the will of god and that's why it's important at the beginning of a year at the beginning of a month we set out time to pray and to fast and to deny ourselves willfully deny ourselves of physical food so that our spirits will be free and will be unburdened to seek and hunger for the will of god so that we can know the will of god and carry out the work of god for our lives so you see here that it's not uh, it's not just a diet no it's not a diet it is a spiritual activity once physical food intake is suspended then you must commence spiritual activity so there must be spiritual activity either you're taking time off to pray or you're taking time off to read the scriptures or you're taking time off to listen to the scriptures or you're even taking time off to meditate on the scriptures even while you are not doing any of those but whatever you're doing you must make sure that you are putting yourself in a place where you want to receive the will of god you want to know what the will of god is and you want to do the will of god so it is very very important so i mean when you're fasting and praying make it a point of duty to um to ask god to reveal you know to show you what you need to do to show you i mean steps that you need to take to teach you how you ought to live your life for the rest of the year or for the rest of the month to 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 grant you insight you know into scriptures you're about to get into a venture you want to know what step to take that is the time to begin to ask god you know to show you it says my meat is to do the will of him that sent me the will of him that sent me the will of him that sent me he said that should that is my meat so your nourishment really is to do the will of him you know that sent you and it's very important that was the day that you know i i, I was fasting on one particular day and uh, i usually would uh, uh break my fast at about 6 p.m but it just happened on that day that i needed to record a few episodes um, of this broadcast like uh, like a block of i think about five episodes uh, of this broadcast and you know it's like for each broadcast i have to like you know gather the scriptures you know paste the scriptures look at them and uh, you know write out the lessons you know and all the rest and i had to do this for five broadcasts and the thing was um i wouldn't have felt very comfortable eating first you know before doing the broadcast so but then at six o'clock i was super 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 hungry so but so i had to make that decision i had to make a choice that oh, okay what am i going to do am i going to do this broadcast 
but the thing is if i eat i wouldn't be able to do the broadcast at least not in like two or three hours after eating so i had to sit down get the scriptures out study everything write out everything and go walk through the broadcast one after the other and i think that day i did not finish until about 9 45 or so but you know the funny thing was that i went through all that and seriously i did not i did not collapse i did not i did i did did not fall sick i did not starve you know so you then discover that there is a point that you get to once you are consumed in the will of god you are consumed in what god is doing with you you would that you will go way beyond you know what is required of you is like you will lose consciousness of the fact that you have not even eaten at all because you are consumed with doing the will of god and finishing the work of him you know that sent you and that is your whole passion so the moment you're fasting and you decided that you're going to you know take a time off to fast and dedicate yourself to the things of god then your passion and your hunger for the things of god should be on the increase that's you must see a i mean a, a an increase in your passion an increase in your hunger for the word of god and for the will of god so that you can finish the work you know that he has given you to do so that is um something that we should bear in mind and that was something that jesus did so we might not um see a lot of references you know saying that jesus fasted on this day or jesus fasted on that day but there were you know pockets of times like this where jesus did not eat because he was too consumed with seeking the will of god for his life and finishing the work of god for his life so that's very important and we're going to stop here for today day 33 and i shall see you guys again tomorrow for day 34 so it's very important when you're fasting make sure you are seeking the will of god for your life you are seeking the will of god and you are doing the will of god that sent you in jesus name amen Welcome back to the second part of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shaladio. Listen and be blessed. You're welcome to prayer and fasting day number 34 of our 40 uh, day series, uh, episode 34 of our 40 episode series. We're going to continue our discussion on the master's view on prayer and fasting. We'll be looking into scriptures where Jesus either said something or made said something directly or indirectly about prayer, about fasting, or about abstinence from food, or about anything that had to do with food and meat uh, in a spiritual context. So that's what uh, we're going to be uh, with continuing to look at today on day number 34 um i've been meaning to share my contact details with you but uh kept forgotten since the series started uh this page is actually at the at the back of all the broadcasts but 
hardly ever got rounded because of our time. So I decided to bring it uh, right to the front. So I have the rest of the time for the episode to uh, share the real stuff. So my Twitter uh, address is Shola Adio and Soul Ties Tweets. So if you're on Twitter, please follow me on these um, uh, two addresses. And if you're on BBM, you can add me up uh, using Soul Ties, S-O-U-L-T-I-E-S. If you're on Facebook, you can join our Facebook group by going on this um, URL, which is soultiesfbgroup.xyz. And then uh, I have a blog on sholaadio.com, S-O-L-A-A-D-I-O.com. And then if you're on Skype as well, you can add me up using Breaking Soul Ties, Breaking Soul Ties on Skype. And if you prefer traditional email, you can add me up, uh, you, uh, you can email me rather or send me a mail on sholaadio, S-O-L-A-A-D-I-O, at charisministries.org, charisministries.org. So those are my contact details. I look forward to hearing from you. And um, also, if you have testimonies, um coming out of all our episodes uh, on prayer and fasting since we started please feel free to share them with me either um, either on the blog publicly and so I can uh, get them approved or share them with me privately by sending me an email shaladio at charisministries.org thank you very much so let's um, get on with uh, our job for today um, we're continuing today on the master's view on prayer and fasting. Uh, we've, we're looking at uh, various segments of prayer and fasting in five-day blocks. So today is day number 34. And uh, we started from day number 31 to look at the master's view on prayer and fasting. Master's view on prayer and fasting. That's Jesus. Our master is Jesus Christ, in case you don't know. Now, John chapter 6 John chapter 6, I'll read from verse 27. He says, Labor not. Now, this was Jesus speaking, Jesus Christ speaking. He said, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. That was in verse 27. That labor not for the meat which perisheth. So, there, so from this verse, we can see that there are two kinds of meat that Jesus would have been talking about or had in mind. The, f- the first one in this verse had to do, he said, labor not for the meat which perishes. So, there's a kind of meat that perishes. There's a kind of meat that can be consumed and be forgotten all about in, a, in that sense. But there is another kind of meat that endures unto everlasting life and he says this kind of meat is the kind of meat that the son of man that's jesus christ himself will give unto you for him hath god the father sealed and then if we move on to verse 30 so i mean let's bear that in mind there is an emphasis which is laboring for the meat that endures unto everlasting life so we're going to find out what that labor is all about and what this meat is all about as well but if we go to verse 30, now, the, I mean, there are intellectuals there who sat down there, you know, to question everything he was saying. Okay, fair enough. So they said, therefore, unto him, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? And what does thou walk? Our fathers did eat manna in the wilderness. And, of course, you know the story about the manna. If you go to the book of Deuteronomy, you'll find the story there. 
and even the book of um, Exodus, you know, when they left uh, Egypt, you'll find the story about the manna there. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. Yes, I mean, that encounter was supernatural, to be honest. I mean, manna just dropping from heaven. But Jesus was now even saying to them that Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he. So here he was now saying that the bread of God is a human being. He said the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So here Jesus was now Say, I mean, change the game. And I said, look, the bread of God, the bread I'm talking about, this uh, food I'm talking about, is actually a person. Is he, not is it, is he. And this person came down from heaven and give life to the world. Now, I thought this guy should have gotten what Jesus was saying by now. That, look, he definitely he was the one who came from heaven and is giving life to the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread and jesus said unto them i am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst so you see here that you see that it says he that cometh to me shall never hunger you see shall never hunger there you know for me represents two things the first thing is that when you come to god and you you as in you come to jesus christ who is the bread of life and you partake of the bread of life you will never be left in a position where you will lack physical bread on the earth to eat that is one another one he says he that cometh to me shall never hunger it also means that when you are coming to christ there is a void on the inside of you and that, uh, that there's a void crying out to be filled on the inside of you and that void is not physical that void is spiritual there's something on the inside of us when jesus was not or when we we're not in christ that was crying out for fulfillment and he says he that cometh to me shall never hunger so by the time you come to christ and you Find Jesus Christ as the bread of life. You will never hunger again for anything else or anyone else apart from Christ. Because in Christ, your hunger shall be completely satisfied. And it then went on to say that he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Because you, your thirst has now been satisfied because you are now in Christ Jesus. So we see here that the emphasis really is moving us away from laboring, from hungering and thirsting over the things that are perishable, over the things that you know have a lifespan and moving us to hungering and thirsting after the things that endure unto everlasting life.
And you see, this is one of the things that fasting will help us achieve because we will seek Jesus Christ in fasting and prayer and we will receive that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. You see, I mean, I'm not knocking the things that we're believing God for in our personal lives. I mean, definitely we should have those and we would have those things rather so that the glory of God will be shown on the earth. But beyond that, beyond that, Jesus said, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life. And you see, if we don't labor for the meat that endures unto everlasting life, then we will be in a position where we will now be open to using underhanded methods to obtain the meat that perishes. But if we labor for the meat that does not perish, these other meat that perishes, when it comes our way, we will not use underhanded methods to go after them or to receive them, but we will receive them on the terms of the kingdom of God. So it is very important that our emphasis is correctly hooked on the meat that endures unto everlasting life marriage is going to perish look at when jesus comes back there'll be no more marriages again between human beings you get it so marriage will perish food will perish um money will perish money is just paper currency it will perish it will go with the world when i mean when we get to heaven so all these things they will perish but as long as we set our focus on the meat that endures unto everlasting life and that meat is jesus christ himself he is also the bread of god who who has come down from heaven to give us life as long as we focus on him as we are praying and fasting all these other things that the gentiles labor for and kill themselves for god will supernaturally had them to us so we get the message here now now let us go to hebrews chapter 4 and look at something let's uh, and just look at you know just another thing here he says let's read from verse 8 he says for if jesus had given them rest then would he not afterward have spoken of another day remember jesus said that we should labor not for the meat that perishes and you see your rest comes after your labor so let's go to verse 9 there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of god so what the writer of hebrews was trying to say is that jesus that jesus did not automatically just give us that rest but that there is something that the people need to do to enter into the rest that jesus himself you know got for us that there's something we need to do one thing left that we need to do and we're going to look at it he says there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of god for he that is entered into his rest he also hath ceased from his own works as god did from his so it means that when you are in rest you are no longer exerting your labor but things are working automatically things are on pilot autopilot mode so he then now went on to say in verse 11 he says let us labor so you see there is a labor on our part let us he didn't say let god labor he didn't say jesus has already labored he says let us the believers labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall 
after the same example of unbelief. So we see here that the rest that God is asking us to labor into is the rest of faith. We're in a place where we are no longer held back by unbelief. You get it? Where we are no longer held back by unbelief. So this labor really is a labor that brings us into faith. Because it is when we enter into faith that we can enter into rest and then we will no longer fall after the example of unbelief. So the labor really that God has called us into this principal labor that must never be missing from your life as a believer, that must never be missing from my life, is the labor that brings us into the rest. And that labor is faith. Because if we do not labor in faith to enter to obtain the faith that will bring us into that rest then we are going to follow the same example of unbelief that god was talking about earlier in uh, in the book of hebrews now let's go to second corinthians chapter 3 you know chapters 3 and 4 and we're going to see how we are going to labor to enter into that rest how do we labor second corinthians three eighteen, he says but we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the lord so as we behold jesus as we behold the written word as we are looking at the word and praying and fasting and worshiping jesus and reading the scriptures and standing on the promises of god what we are doing is that we are beholding the glory of the lord and the bible says we are being changed into the same image from glory to glory and then if we go to second corinthians 4 16 4 16 um to 18 4 16 to 18 he says for which cause we faint not but though our outward man perish yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction which is but for a moment walketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory which means that the things that we are crying about today the bible describes them as light affliction and he says it is only for a moment because they are working for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory but verse 17 will only happen if we do verse 18 so we have a responsibility in verse 18 and what is our responsibility he says while we look not at the things which are seen you see that is our labor that brings us into the rest looking not at the things which are seen as in taking your eyes away from the temporal but at the things which are not seen what are the things which are not seen that is what we have in second corinthians 3 18 the word of god the scriptures the promises of god the i mean the remar of god the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal that is the labor that god has called us into so i'll go over it again that the moment we start fasting and suspend food intake we must commence a massive campaign of taking in the word of god jesus said i am the bread of life and he that cometh to me shall never hunger the moment we suspend food intake and we feel hunger then we must direct our hunger and our appetite to the word of god ideally fasting should be a time when food intake is suspended and word intake is on the increase 
fasting should be a time where we labor to enter into god's rest the labor consists of beholding the word of god to a point where every unbelief that holds us back from experiencing the miracles and the power of god is eradicated from our hearts god bless you and see you tomorrow in episode 35 amen Thanks for listening to this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sholadio. To learn more about Soul Ties on Twitter, please follow our Sholadio and our Soul Ties tweets. You can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to read up on Soul Ties. To contact Sholadio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org. That is K-A-R-I-S ministries.org You can also chat with him on BBM by using the following pin 52C7 F3CD I repeat 52C7 F3CD We have come to the end of this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Sean Adio. See you again same time next week. Jesus is Lord.